We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Vern's Post Game Show, presented by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. And Norris to the plate. And Solaire swings and a high fly ball deep into left center field. It is gone and a record break. 39th home run for Jorge Soler. Swing and a high fly ball to left. Gordon going back, still going back at the warning track. He leaps. Did he make the catch? Yes, he did. Another great catch by the gold glover, Alex Gordon. Here's 610 Sports Radio insider Josh Vernier. Maybe I'm alone on this one, but boy, that hurts. Oh, that was a painful loss. Maybe I built it up too much. Maybe my buildup on the pregame show earlier today was a tad bit too much. Uh, I thought this was a pivotal game. Big game. I understand where we're at in the season. I know there's still 37 games remaining. Boy, really wanted this one. I mean, a painful ending and painful moments really throughout The ending, a man on first, yes, you're down three, it does feel a little too late, but when Dozier hits the home run, okay, maybe, and then Franco gets that single, after being maybe robbed of at least a single moments earlier when his ground ball appears to go over the third base bag, it's called a foul. Right there, I'm thinking, okay, just another example of how it's not the Royals' night, but he gets on. He bloops one to right center field, and we got a runner on, one out, down by three, Gordo coming up, and Gordo lines out to shallow right field to find the second baseman's glove there, and Franco is doubled off of first base. Painful ending, painful moments, most of them involving Whit Merrifield. Look, if, if, if you listen to the pregame show, yes, I, I, I thought this was a pivotal game. I thought this was a big game. Um, but I also thought this was a game where the big bats had to pick up Chris Bubich. My only request of Chris Bubich tonight, my hope, not even a request, my hope for Chris Bubich tonight was just give the team a chance to win. I don't know if I'm asking for length. I'm not asking you to hold them down necessarily. Just keep your team in the game. Whatever that looks like tonight, Chris, that's all I'm going to ask of you. Your final start as a 22-year-old, you have been fantastic over the first three. 
I'm not going to get greedy. I know how difficult. I've watched and learned how difficult this game is. So eventually a difficult start was coming around the bend for Chris Bubich. I wanted the big bats to pick him up. And they had opportunities. Oh, boy, did they ever. Um, I don't know which moment was more painful. I don't know if it's runner on first, two outs in the fifth inning when Merrifield comes just a few inches, uh, a foot or two away from hitting a two-run home run, a two-run home run that would have tied the game up in that moment comes just feet away from that home run. Instead, it bounces off the wall. He's, as your manager just said, as as Mike Matheny said, he's busting it out of the box, but the ball caroms perfectly to Eddie Rosario in left field that he throws Merrifield out for the third out of that fifth inning. Had a chance to be first and third with two outs and Nicky Lopez coming up. Okay, maybe we got something going here. Or has a chance to be a two-run home run if it carries just a tad bit more. Unfortunately, no. And the Royals still trail 2-0 after five innings. I don't know if that moment was the most painful. I don't know if the final play of the game was the most painful. It also may have come in the seventh inning with, again, Whit Merrifield at the plate. Runners on the corners and two outs. Whit Merrifield does exactly what you're taught to do. Um, Look, he he knows there's a shift there, so maybe I shouldn't whine so much. But he hit one right back up the middle. Just a beautiful piece of hitting. Uh, Well hit, too. I think it had an exit velocity around 98 miles per hour. That's that's decently struck. Uh, But hits it right into the shift. It has an expected batting average of... 460 instead it's a 46 inning ending ground out painful painful one tonight even Hunter Dozier another one of those big bats that I was looking to to pick up this team get this win Hunter Dozier had that opportunity with a man on second and two down in the sixth inning he grounds into an inning ending 6-3 some painful moments Chris Bubich did his job, gave his team a chance to win. Uh, Many reasons why I thought this game was so big. Of course, the flight back home after a very long road trip. The uncertainty of tomorrow night's game. It would be nice for your head to hit your pillow at whatever time they end up getting back. It would be nice for your head to hit the pillow after you just split a four-game series with one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. There were a few teams that we came into this regular season saying, all right, they're in the upper echelon. The Yankees, the Dodgers, the Twins. Was anybody else? Uh, You know, the Braves? I don't know. Injuries probably knocked them out of it. But those three teams, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I looked at those teams as the class of baseball. Man, you'd be on that flight not only celebrating a win, but also with the knowledge that we've won five of seven against that team. And this is on the heels of splitting with one of the best teams in the National League, the Chicago Cubs. 
you'd be sitting two games back of a playoff spot max. That that could have shrunk down to a game and a half, a game back of a playoff spot. But instead, you drop this one. The big bats are unable to come through with the big hit. Yes, some tough luck, but that's part of it. But instead, you come back three games back of the final playoff spot. Owners of the fourth worst record in the American League. And the Minnesota Twins, now, their heads hit the pillow feeling as if order has been restored. And it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue the feeling that likely is permeating throughout that Twins clubhouse of we are now sitting comfortably on our thrones. Those pesky royals, we put them back in their place. They were feeling good after sweeping us last weekend. We took care of them this week. Now, we'll see them again this upcoming weekend, so I guess the Royals will get their opportunity for revenge. And that's the way I guess we're going to look at it. Um, There's no rest for the weary, of course. I don't care what time their heads hit the pillow tonight. They got a game tomorrow night against a pretty dynamic right-hander in Luis Castillo and a still dangerous lineup led by Nick Castellanos. So, yeah, Royals are back at it tomorrow night. It's a 7.05 first pitch. Um, There's also the cloud of uncertainty hanging over this team right now with Salvador Perez. I told you on the pregame show, um, I appreciate the positivity coming from Salvi and from Matheny. And look, they know more than I do. They have access to Nick Kenny, the team's head athletic trainer, and he is one of, if not the best, in baseball. So if they're all under the impression that it's no big deal and eventually the buildup of fluid or the pocket of fluid in that left eye will eventually dissipate and everything's going to be fine, well, that's great. Maybe I'm classic pessimistic media guy, but I'm I'm a little worried. Now, concerned? Sure, I could be concerned. This is your Royals Hall of Fame catcher, one of your best and hottest hitters, scratched out of the lineup yesterday. Um, you know the blurriness started the day before. That's why in the doubleheader, Salvi had a rough go of it offensively. And today, the blurriness during the game returns and he has to come out. So, at at least a cloud of uncertainty when it comes to Salvador Perez. Royals drop the finale in Minneapolis. Final score, 4-1. They're now 9-14 on the young season. Maybe I'm off base. Maybe this one wasn't as painful for you. But boy, oh boy, just a couple of real, uh, not even punches to the gut, just slaps to the face. Some real painful moments in this one. Phone lines are open for you. We could talk it out. 913-576-7610. Again, uh, phone number, text line, the number is the same. It's 913-576-7610. So we'll hear from you. Uh, Whit Merrifield going to speak with the media, as is Chris Bubich. We'll have it all for you coming up next on 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show, presented by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. It's the play of the game, designed by Mazarese Jewelry. Jewelry that's dazzled Kansas City for over 40 years. Two and one to count to Garver. 
And after checking first, the pitch to the right-handed batter. And a hard-hit ball fielded by the shortstop to second for one and to first for two. Mondesi going to his left. That ball was hit hard. So when Mondesi made the play, you knew it was going to be an easy double play. From Mondesi to Lopez to McBroom. That's the Hall of Famer Denny Matthews with tonight's play of the game. First inning. Second batter. Chris Bubich on the bump, Mitch Garver at the plate, but most importantly, Nelson Cruz on deck. Nelson Cruz, who of course would hit two home runs in this 4-1 Minnesota victory. Nelson Cruz on deck in the first inning, runner on, nobody out. Uh, if Mondesi doesn't make that play, keep in mind it's 100 miles per hour off of the bat of Mitch Garver uh, to the left of Adalberto Mondesi. Um, great first step, snag, and underhand flip, a backhanded flip, I should say, to Nicky Lopez at second base. He doesn't make that play. Who knows if the game is even interesting after that first inning. And possibly two on, nobody out. At least one on, one out. That would have been the case if they were at least unable to turn two. Putting a runner on for Nelson Cruz, never a good idea. Fortunately for Royals pitching, both of his home runs tonight were solo shots. Unfortunately for Royals pitching, their offense couldn't muster much against the Minnesota bullpen. Uh, their starter was basically an opener. So they faced in total six Twins relievers. They combined to hold the Royals to seven hits and just one run. Hunter Dozier's solo shot to lead off the ninth inning. The 10th consecutive game with a home run for the Kansas City Royals. That is the sixth longest streak in Royals franchise history. Play the game presented by Mazarese Jewelry. Jewelry that's dazzled Kansas City for more than 40 years. So Mondesi's the name to remember. Mondesi's the name you'll need to know tomorrow morning at 745. Be listening to Fesco in the morning. He'll ask you who was the key player in last night's play of the game. And you want to be the sixth caller. And you want to identify Adalberto Mondesi. Do that, and you'll qualify to win a $500 gift card to Mazarese Jewelry. A $500 gift card to Mazarese, and you'll win some free pizza from Toppers. So how do you beat that? 7.45 tomorrow morning. Fesco in the morning right here on 610 Sports Radio. Speaking of tomorrow morning, they talk with the great Mitch Holtis each and every Tuesday morning at 7.30 on Fesco in the morning. Doesn't get much better than Mitch Holtis tomorrow morning, 7.30, on your home for Royals baseball and the official uh, partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610. How about that? Text line's open for you, 913 576 7610 uh, we're, we're all looking at the text line right now. We're all hurting after this one. This is one where I'm so very, very thankful there's another game tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's game cannot start soon enough. Really, the schedule uh, finally starting to work out for the Royals. Last week when they were playing lights out, they had two off days in the middle of their hot stretch. So now that the offense is in somewhat of a funk, I mean, they had chances. Merrifield had his chances. I told you that in my opening game notes. A lot of painful moments. Gordo at the end lining into a game-ending double play. Uh, Whit Merrifield 
hitting the ball right back up the middle, 98 miles per hour, should have been at least an RBI, you know, drove in one, should have at least been an RBI single in the seventh inning. Instead, he hits it right into the shift for an inning-ending ground out. And then in the fifth inning, another painful moment in this one as Merrifield goes off the top of the left field wall. Um, what could have been an RBI double turns into um, a single, and then he is caught trying to advance at second base from a perfect throw from left fielder Eddie Rosario, who for a second straight night makes just a game-altering play. Again, went over all that in my game notes, but guys, I just need your help. we got to work through this one. Eventually, I'll fall asleep tonight, but I feel like I'm going to be wired after that. That was a painful one. Mm. My game notes, by the way, brought to you by J Southland Toe Service. They are simply the best. Uh, let's hear from Whit Merrifield. Uh, hopefully, he's in better spirits than I am. <laughs> hey, Whit, uh, just take us through that bizarre play where you, you know, hit the crap out of it and miss a home run by a foot and it just, you know, was to Rosario and yeah. next uh, I, yeah, I thought I thought I hit it out when I hit it um I thought there was a chance it wouldn't go out because it, it was kind of low but uh right it's, it's it was kind of a situation well first off I, I don't I've never hit many balls off the wall that haven't been a double so that was just kind of a mix of a lot of things you know a hard ball off the wall right to him and a good strong throw to second so sometimes you gotta tip your cap but um it's it's, it's kind of one of those things where the fans are missed you know because if if there's fans there based on the reaction of them i would have a better gauge of whether that ball went out or not and have a better idea of of how to attack second base um Cause I really didn't know. I hit it, put my head down, started running. And um, like I said, you know, usually when I hit a ball over an outfitter's head, I don't have a problem being on second base. But looked up as I was rounding uh, first, and Rosario made a good, strong throw. Um, so, to the capital. Where is this offense right now? I mean, you guys, the last couple of games have been really hitting in some bad luck. Um, you had a really good run there for a while, and now it just seems things are kind of going against you. Yeah, yeah, we got we got a good offense. We really do. We just got to find some consistency. We're a little uh, uh, a little streaky right now, so we got to get some guys being consistent, and um, hopefully we can we can figure that out quickly and get back on the on the ship tomorrow. Hey, with, with, with the guy like Mondi, I mean, is there anything you can do? Personally, maybe I know it's not your response, but is there anything you can do maybe to to lift him up? Uh, maybe not, but I wonder. Uh, I mean, Monty's Monty's emotionally a very even keel guy, um, so it's not. I'm not. We're not worried about that with him. Um, he's never too high, never too low. He's right. The kind of emotion that you want to have as a baseball player. So uh, we just got to get get him on track. You know, got to have. Um, have him hit a couple barrels and have what see have him see a couple balls fall in and um, once that happens I think he'll, he'll get on a run and he just needs a little bit of confidence right now and it's it's coming he's putting together some better at bats um, and a little doinker here and uh, a swinging bun there and uh, he'll be rolling so looking forward to seeing that. Hey, Whit, along those lines, um, is there 
a little bit of encouragement to take from just seeing like, you know, seems like Dozier's been swinging pretty well the last couple of days and, and Gordo's had a couple fall in there too for you? Yeah, we, we one through nine, we feel pretty good about our, our team, um, looking at, just looking at them on paper. So uh, we just got to get some guys, like I said, being more consistent and uh, we know it's there. We know, we know the kind of caliber hitters that we have in this lineup and um, the issue is it's not 162, it's 60 games. So we just got to figure out how to, how to get it going and get it going quickly. Yeah, no doubt. There you go. That is Whit Merrifield, one for four on the night. He singled in the fifth, but then, of course, was thrown out at second base. Royals lose the game. They drop the series uh, four to one, the final score. They're now nine and 14 on this 60-game season. Three games back of the final playoff spot with 37 games to play. Three games back of the final playoff spot with 11 games before the trade deadline of 2020, a week away or excuse me, two weeks away. Two weeks from today was or is the trade deadline. So Royals fall 4-1. to one. Um, Witt asks for consistency. Uh, that, that, that's, uh, that's the name of the game, especially in 162. Um, and coming into the season, one of my biggest concerns was the lack of consistent producers in this lineup. Really, other than Whit Merrifield, there are not consistent producers in this lineup. Solaire was good last year, but he hasn't put together uh, two seasons of playing you know, more than 100 games and being better than league average as a hitter. Witt's done that multiple times in the past five years. Nobody else has. Not Solaire, not Dozier, not Salvi, not Gordo, not Mondi. They don't have that consistent hitter. Now, he is, and, you know, so far this season, Salvi has been. Now, Dozier's just getting back. It's hard to judge where he's at. But those three are definitely the big bats that coming into this game. I said it's on them. They got to carry Bubich. They got to carry this team to a win. It's on Witt. It's on Soler and Salvi, Dozier and Mondi. Those are the big five bats. You know, as Witt talks about consistency, um, I believe consistency is fairly requested from those five bats. McBroom and O'Hearn, Franco, Gordo, Nicky Lopez, I'm not there yet where I feel comfortable saying, hey, I need, I need you to get it going. I need you to put some consistent A-Bs together and really get this offense going. I don't feel comfortable asking those guys that. Witt, of course. Solaire, certainly. I don't know. Well, I remember getting called um, on this show and, and getting a question about Jorge Soler. Ah, what's he doing so well? It appeared to me that he was sitting off speed and would trust his hands to catch up with the fastball and take the fastball to the opposite field. He's got such a great eye at the plate, sit breaking ball, and if a pitcher tries to sneak a fastball by you, you can be a little late, but you can blaze that thing out to right field. And he was doing that early on. But then that plan started to uh, 
not pay the dividends I'm sure he was hoping for. He was hitting a lot of line drive outs, right? Just finding the glove of the right fielder way too often. And then he started finding a little bit of success with the monster home runs over the left field wall, and maybe he got a little pull happy. That's what I think's going on with Jorge Soler. Salvador Perez, another one of those guys I feel comfortable asking for consistency. The guy's got to deal with his left eye right now. And imagine standing in a box as a, a right-handed hitter. I mean, imagine it. Act it out right now. You're standing in the batter's box as a righty. That left eye's, <laughs> that left eye's pretty important. So what am I going to say about Salvi? Dozier had a big spot tonight, two out, runner on second, was unable to come through. Yes, he hit the leadoff home run in the ninth inning, but Dozier, and you know, I'm giving you your time. I'm not going to get too upset, of course, or worried, but I need you here, man. We need you, especially if Salvi's ailing and Soler is slumping and Mondi is just lost at times, looks overmatched at times. Now, Mondesi's another guy that if this team has any hope, he just has to inch his way back up near the top of the lineup. He has to. He can't be your nine hitter. I understand what Byron Buxton's doing in Minneapolis. Um, but the Royals don't have that luxury. They, they don't have... Not even that I'm in love with the Minneapolis or the the Minnesota lineup, um, but Mondi, what he means to this franchise, and I know Buxton means a ton in Minnesota, but to me it's it's just not good enough. It's not good enough tonight from you know Mondesi really for a majority of the season. It's it's been rough to watch the plate appearances. But as Whit Merrifield asks for consistency, those are the five players I think it's fair to ask consistency of. And right now, 60% uh, of them, man, it it doesn't feel like they're going to come through. Salvi, Soler, and Mondesi, which leaves us Merrifield and Dozier, and they had chances tonight, uh, the both of them. They had chances to really turn this game upside down. They were unable to capitalize in the Royals' fall by a final score of 4-1. to one. We went inside the clubhouse and heard from Whit Merrifield. Our sounds of the game are courtesy of Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. All right, phone lines are open. Text line there as well, 913-576-7610. Again, 913-576-7610. We'll hear from tonight's starting pitcher, our blue-collar player of the game, Chris Bubich, when we get back. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show, presented by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. Back with you, Royals. Drop the finale in Minnesota 4-1 your final score they're now 9-14 on the season they open up a two-game set with the Reds tomorrow night 7.05 for the first pitch 6 o'clock for the pregame show two with the Reds and then three more against these first place Minnesota Twins uh, Royals swept the Twins at the K uh, just 
10 days ago. Um, and have still, you know, won four of the seven meetings between these two teams. Uh, but this one tonight kind of felt like the Twins uh, retaking their command of this division. Because Royals win this one, and, and, and you've won five of seven against this team. Uh, you're, you're fresh off splitting with the Cubs. You feel like you can play with anyone. I mean, you're losing two-run games and one-run games. You're not really getting blown out very often. You're not losing by more than two very often. But they win this one, and I, I just have to think the, the, the Twins feel as if order has been restored in the American League Central. Uh, we'll get to Chris Bubich coming up in just a second. Uh, Chris Bubich, though, was our blue-collar player of the game. He went four and a third innings, allowed two runs on four hits. He walked four. He struck out four. Um, I, I wouldn't say he was anything special. He was fine. This is his fifth big league, or excuse me, fourth big league start. My only request was give your team a chance to win. Uh, he did that, exiting the game in the fifth inning, only one out recorded, man on first and one out. But, you know, the way that this kid has accepted every challenge put forth by Mike Matheny, um, his presence on the mound, his knowledge of the game, his eagerness to learn, I find very exciting as far as this kid's career and where it might go. Got a big hand from Nicky Lopez. I don't want this show to end without acknowledging Nicky Lopez and what he did for Chris Bubich in that fourth inning. Now, Bubich was struggling in the fourth. He didn't allow a run in the first three. He ended up throwing 29 pitches in that two-run fourth inning. Um, but after two runs already come in, he's got first and third and two outs, and Ray Adrianza at the plate. 2-1 pitch, ground ball to the left side. Mikey Franco picks it and goes to second and throws wide of the bag. But Nicky Lopez is able to stretch and keep his foot on the base for the third and final out of that tumultuous fourth frame for this guy, Chris Bubich, our blue-collar player of the game. Let's hear what he had to say afterward. Chris, uh, how would you assess that one? Uh, kind of interesting. Um, obviously, the pitch count, back-to-back -back outings, higher than I would like. Um, but, I mean, in that first inning, great defense by Mondi and, and, and Nicky up the middle in terms of that double play. And then Franco, a couple of nice plays as well. Um, but overall, I thought fastball command was okay. Um, curveball was much better today, much improved. I'm able to land that a lot more often. Um, I thought the changeup, at times, I was babying a little bit, just missing arm side a little too much. Um, we emphasize, obviously, not missing the middle of the plate um, with it and trying to miss down or down and away, um, but maybe a little too much on my part, um, maybe on the, on the nibbling side of things. But um, overall, I mean, at the end, I mean, it was 2 nothing when I came out, so Zuber did a great job there picking me up and stranding Garber, I think it was. Um, but, but overall, just 
couple of things I'll take away, good and bad, and, and move on to the next. As you go forward, it's one of the one of the points of emphasis from Cal to I know it's easier said than done to to try to get you know more aggressive early in the counts. Yes, um, of course. I'm always trying to get ahead. I know that's kind of been a struggle the last few times out, um, and not getting ahead of count will will lead to to higher pitch counts because I'm going deeper into counts, going two two three two to every guy, a couple foul balls here and there, so the pitch count will will add up. Um, but of course, I mean, that's something, I mean, that's just a, a fundamental pitch and you're, you're trying to pitch ahead and pitch ahead in the count as often as you can. And that's something that will continue to, to emphasize going forward um, to make to make my life a little easier out there. And the, the pitch to Nelson Cruz was middle end. What, were you trying to elevate there and make him chase up high? Yeah, we were trying to elevate um, almost with every fastball tonight to him. And then, yeah, I missed. Um, in the opposite direction, you would want to miss when you're when you're trying to elevate. If you're going to miss, trying to elevate, you want to miss. Obviously, there's a ball up as opposed to missing down, which would be middle of the zone, which was the pitch he hit pretty hard. So learn and don't do it again. Thanks, Chris. Chris, uh, um, the the home run out of it. Uh, when you talk about the fastball command was okay. Is that? You feel like the fastball command was part of the falling behind early in the count, or was that just um, nibbling? Do you think? Maybe a little bit of both. I'd side though with more of the nibbling aspect to it, um, because I've been I've been involved in a lot of low-scoring games, so I don't want to just dump one over um, first pitch, especially to a good lineup like this where they can do damage one through nine. Um, but at the same time, it's it's important to stay aggressive and, and not nibble. Um, because when I do, then the pitch count will, will get up there pretty fast. Um, but like I said, that's just something I'm going to have to emphasize a lot with myself going forward. Um, if I can even steal in a couple strikes with that curveball tonight, that's something if I can continue to do that going forward, that'll make um, me not have to be so perfect with my fastball and change up all the time. So. Chris, I know you said it, and Brady did. Brady said yesterday just how much this this whole thing thus far has been learning for him. I mean, how much do you learn about yourself in an outing like this where you're facing a lineup like that? A lot. Um, he's exactly. He's. I mean, he's spot on with that. Every every outing has been a learning experience. Um, had some really good innings against some really good hitters and really good sequences so far. And then on the on the other side of that, some some spots where I could have made a better pitch or or I got hurt because I made a mistake in the middle of the zone. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, I guess that's expected and, and going through kind of the gauntlet of, uh, of these, some of these lineups, um, you kind of learn what you can do to hitters and what you can't do. Um, you, obviously you see how your stuff plays um, against hitters ahead in the count, behind in the count and whatnot. So exactly, exactly right with that. I mean, every outing has been a learning experience so far and, um, and that's all I can ask. Um, well, like four starts under my belt now, so um, a, a good enough sample to go off of that I have a good a good bunch of information that I can take and run with. Very good. Yep, there you go. That is Chris Bubich following four and a third innings, two runs on four hits. He is our blue-collar player of the game presented by the Sheet Metal Workers Local Union number 2. Again, my request was just go out there and give your team a chance to win. Uh, he did that.
Uh, quick mention, Tyler Zuber, uh, co-blue-collar player of the game. Uh, striking out Nelson Cruz, getting Marwin Gonzalez looking to end the inning on a bad call. So that's why, that's why I sided with Chris Bubich. Man, I'll tell you what, stats sure do lie sometimes. Don't really tell the story. Chris Bubich now 0-3 with an ERA in the fives. Feels like he's pitched better than that. All right, back at it tomorrow, 6 o'clock for the pregame. Julio Sanchez, thank you very much for your help. Uh, thanks to all of you for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your night, Kansas City. Take care. Listening to Burns Post Game Show, presented by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. Belted, there it goes, deep left field, and gone, Dozier. We now return you to regularly scheduled programming. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.